because we celebrate the memorial of the North American martyrs, we chose the readings from the proper, from the feast. And all of you who perhaps prepared the readings from the day, I can incorporate both because they're powerful. And the Lord wants to share some things to us in an unusual way today on account of the celebration of the North American martyrs. So if you prepare the readings for the day, St. Paul would speak to you and he speaks to all of us. And in a very, very clear way, in, in his letter to the Romans, he says, for once, one person's transgressions, the many died. How much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many. For if by the transgression of one death came into the world, so much more with those who receive the superabundance of grace. So St. Paul compares what happened. Adam sinned. Sin entered into the world and the consequences. But he says, how much more received because Jesus, the Son of God, yes, the man God who came to this earth he gave his life for us. So how much more is that superabundance of grace, of love that God has and mercy that he has given to us? So he shows the comparison. Yes, sin came because of one person, because he is the, at the beginning of a human family. But Jesus is the one who came and is recreating, recreating all of us. He's the one who's the, is the one as the God man because son of God and son of man he's fully human fully divine and once he embraced our human nature he united his nature with us and he will never be will never be separated from God the only separation is when people choose not to accept him but everything else he embraced our human nature this is why Saint Paul was so happy to say that that we're where, where the, the, the grace, where the sin abounds, grace abounds the more. Sin abounds and we see the effects of sin, but sin is not the last word. It's the grace of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, and this transforming power of Christ that is given to us. This is what St. Paul says in that letter to the Romans, and Jesus says, gird your loins and and light your lamps and be like servants who wait their master's return because blessed are the servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Again, as we are closing in, this is the 29th week of ordinary time. We have five more weeks and then we have Advent. So the readings will right now will focus on our readiness, preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord. Not the first coming because we already had but it's the last coming, the second coming. And this is why the readings are focused on that. So the Lord says to us, you know, through the gospel of St. Luke, be ready, be ready. Await the coming of the Lord, which means don't, you know, lose your time in carousing and drunkenness, as St. Paul says, all the other things. But be ready to meet the Lord. Be ready to meet because he's coming. When he will come for us, he can come today. We live as though he's not coming because we are making all kinds of plans, but who knows? But he will come when he knows is the best time for all of us so he can take us, take us home and he'll bring forth this creation 
into conclusion the way we know. But what I'd like to focus today more, even though we already kind of summarized the first readings, but today's reading for the North American martyrs. Let me just say this. Sometimes we honor, you know, the various martyrs in Korea or in Vietnam or China or Sudan or different places around the world. In Spain, uh, we have we have martyrs. Even in, we have Mexico. We have martyrs all over the place. But there's one thing about North American martyrs is that they're here, an hour away. They're an hour away, hour and 15 minutes. Depends how fast you drive, perhaps. But but it's. But, but the fact is it's a little over an hour, and they're here. And you know how many times I, together with other Marians or some other people, I would go there and go to the place of martyrdom. Yes, there's eight of them who died. Six priests, Jesuit priests, and two lay Jesuit volunteers. And so they were the ones. They came from France, to, because as a beginning, this area was French, French uh, area of colony, French colony. This was known as New France. This whole area here in New York as well, and and this area where we are. And so we have these eight, an incredible people who came. They were well educated. They were well trained, including the two lay 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 members. One was a medical doctor, literally because that's what he was trained for. And so they come to this new world. And so the beginning of, of, the, of the missions, which they, you know, they, they started as among Hurons, Huron Indian, Huron nation, Huron people. And although they distrusted the new settlers, they seemed to have entered into a, a close relationship. And so the missions were somehow, they began to prosper. But as we know, you know, there's wars, whether there were wars in Europe, there were wars among the Indian tribes, the Indian nations. And so what happened is, is one of the, one of the, um, uh, one of the French missionaries was, was, was captured, Isaac Job was captured by the Iroquois. He was, he was tortured, uh, he lost his fingers. He went back to France and they hailed him as a hero hailed him as a hero, that he not only was able to be a missionary and he was, you know, you know, fairly beautifully welcome, but there's one thing that happened, is that he himself, although he escaped, you know, the, 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 you know, the capture, went back to France, but he says, I would be glad if our Lord wished to complete the sacrifice which he began. So he came back again. He wanted to offer his life. Pray, he wrote, he wrote to a fellow priest, pray that God unite me to himself inseparably. And so he came back here, and in, in 1646, he died in Oriasville, New York. Um, he wanted the people to know Christ. He wanted to make people, even though he entered the world of enemy, in quotes, enemies, and yet he wanted to live with them and to give witness to Christ. This is how much faith meant to him. His life did not mean much. 
Christ was him, was everything. And so here we have not only Isaac Job, but you also hear someone who also was martyred was Saint René Goupil. Here again, he died here in Orsville, and a third third member of the friend of the Jesuit community, who also died, Saint John de Lalande. And uh, so we have three of the eight who were murdered here. The rest were murdered in in Ontario, Canada. Um, and so this is what we have. But now, just imagine, the place of martyrdom is also the place of birth of Saint Kateri, Takakwitha. So if we walk, walk to there, if we go there, we have four saints right in the same spot. You know, the, those who gave, gave their lives for Christ. Now, why do we honor them? Well, first of all, they love the Lord. It's because of their faith. They love the Lord. They love them so much that they were willing to offer their lives for, for Christ. And so this is what we cannot for that because they were faithful and they were not exactly welcomed by the new settlers. They were distrusted, you know, because again, there's a political environment here as well. France was supporting the Hurons. Hurons and Iroquois were fighting, including, and so, so there were enemies to each other. They distrusted anyone who came from the Hurons. And unfortunately, the Jesuits came from that place, so therefore, they were not exactly welcome. But the problem is this. It's not that they were not welcome, but we see what God is doing, what God has done, what God has done for the people here on this, on the, in this area. So that's, that's number one. Number two is that they were willing to manifest in whatever way they could their love for the people. They love them. They were enemies, and yet they loved them. They were willing to, to go through the most difficult environment, climate, and everything else, and because they loved the people. And, and then I have to say, this is something so unusual because we don't hear it, but when, when uh, I believe it was, was uh, uh, one of the martyrs, I'm not too sure exactly who, who said it, but, but he, when, he was, when, he, when he was being tortured and killed, and he said, he says, he, he, he gave an expression which is so unusual as an expression. He says, he says, I long to see the day when we will meet each other in heaven. So he's talking to someone who's murdering him, and he knows that the Lord will save him. I'm looking forward to that time in heaven. I mean, where does this come from? I mean, are you insane, crazy? Or you're a man, a woman filled with faith? because he understood that God in his mercy will bring him to faith, that he will bring him ultimately, you know, to believe in Christ and Christ will save them too. And so, so what type of love is there for the people who are you willing to, to, to spend your time? And you know, in 1930, when, when it was Pope Pius XI who canonized all the North American martyrs, you know, there's, there's a reference in St. Faustina's diary where she said, she, was, she knew that this canonization took place. And she says to her, Lord, I am not too sure. You know, we want, she says, I'd like to have our own community, the sisters, congregation sisters, Our Lady of Mercy, says, I'd like to have saints as well. 
He says, I know that we're, we're not going to be capable of being just like St. Saint, Saint Therese used to say, you know, the great saints of a church. But St. Faustina, likewise, she says, you know, you know the, saint, the Jesuits have incredible saints, and we don't have any. Well, I, want, I, want, I want the Lord to grant us the grace of, of being a saint. Well, she wished, and her desires were fulfilled. The Lord made her a great saint. You know, she didn't think that she was of, of any, any importance. And yet, and yet, this is what she, she understood. She desired, wished, and that God gave her the grace. So today, St. Paul says, we hold this treasure, our faith, our sacraments, our love for God. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels. Uh, one of the priests told me, he says, we're crackpots, but you probably heard it. Maybe we're earthen vessels, but we are not exactly too good. But the fact is, we hold this treasure in earthen vessels because our humanity is so weak. Sometimes we're, 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 we're not able to be. And that's a surpassing power. So we hold this treasure in earthen vessels that the surpassing power may be of God and not from us. The faith of the Jesuits, the martyrs, it was not because of their human courage, because it's a surpassing power of God. And then St. Paul says, we're afflicted in every way, but we're not constrained, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. So he gives the, the criteria of what we have to endure, and yet the end product seems to be an impossible. Yes, persecuted and killed, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. I had a person I was talking because we've, you know, with um, you know, just kind of addressing the issues of human suffering, tremendous suffering. And, 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 and uh, I asked, he said, I asked the person, this, this lady, he says, can you read me the readings for today? And she said, oh, I'll be happy to read the readings. And, I, and I, I, when she read the first time, I said, can you read it again? And in some ways, she prepared me for a homily. She says, I can't believe how beautiful this reading is. I can't, you know, sometimes we hear the readings and we just don't seem to pick it up right away. But in her heart, she discovered the power of this reading, suffering as she has endured herself, and yet reaching out to the Lord, you know, and, and realizing, you know, the surpassing power of God amidst the sufferings, amid the persecutions. Yes, always caring about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be also manifested in our body. The so life of Jesus, the life of God can be manifest in us. In suffering, yes, but resurrection. So if we live, for, for we who live are constantly being given up to death for the sake of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work with us, in us, but life in you. Since then we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, therefore I spoke, we too believe and therefore we speak. And what does St. Paul says, knowing that the one who raised Jesus will also raise us too. 
He is the one, the Father who has raised Jesus. Well, Jesus had the power of God within him, so he, he raised from, was raised from the dead, or he, was, he is risen. Everything indeed is for you, so that the grace bestowed in abundance on more and more people may cause the thanksgiving to overflow for the glory of God. Because not only us, but many people who are receiving the same gift around the world. And then finally, the, the gospel itself. And this is something that the Lord wants to hear. The 11 disciples gather with Jesus in Galilee. They gather, this is just before ascension, just before the Lord ascended to heaven. That's why it's called 11 disciples, not 12, because Judas is not there. And then they, after the, after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they elect the, 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 you know, the 12. And so now the 11 gather to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. So the Lord says, go, go to Galilee there. You'll see me. And so when they saw him, they worshiped, but they doubted. You see what uh, human beings are? He's risen. And yet, what is this? You know, you know, because in our humanity, we always do that. And then Jesus says to them, all power in heaven and earth has been given to me as a son of God. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. This is what the Jesuits are doing. This is what we're doing today. We wish to baptize. We wish to, we wish to um, bring them into the fold, into becoming body and blood of Christ. There's someone who has been coming to the shrine, who has been so you know, in, involved with New Age stuff, and so she was never baptized. And she wants to get rid of everything to be baptized. To be united. She's already praying the rosary. She's already praying the chaplet. She's already praying this, and she wants to go through the program so she can become a member of Christ's body. But I ask her to do an intention already to say, Jesus, I want to be baptized in your name. I want to, I'm longing for the day of baptism. And I told her, you can also long to receive the Eucharist. So long to receive the Eucharist so that you're ready spiritually be drawn and to be united with the Lord because you need the protection of grace. And the Lord says to us, you know, after he said, I have, I have given you all power. I have given you the power to consecrate, to make holy. I have given you power to forgive sins. I have given you the power to incorporate into the body, mystical body of Christ. I have given you the power to proclaim and, and to manifest and to, to, to offer the world divinizing power of grace to give divinity this is what the Lord is saying I have, I have all the power and I'm giving you I'm trusting it to you this is what the church is no matter how poor the priests are I know I can repeat myself here but no matter how weak they may be ultimately ultimately the power still is given to us broken as we are but we're the recipients of the divinity of God and he says and behold I am with you always until the end of time. Behold, I'm always with you, and not only through the power of the Holy Spirit, because he is always with us through the Holy Spirit, because God is spirit, but also through the Eucharist. I am with you always. Behold, I'm with you always. You'll never be abandoned. You'll never be orphaned. You'll always be, I will always be with you. And this is something we have to kind of remind each other some, we have a tendency to forget because the sufferings of today, the confusions, everything else, sometimes has such a great impact on us. 
that, you know, we may kind of, just like the disciples themselves, we begin to sort of, you know, be doubt or kind of reduce our fervor, reduce our zeal for the Lord. And so then we get discouraged and the discouragements come even or being depressed by the whole thing. But we have nothing to get discouraged by because we have God among us. We hold him. We hold these treasures in earthen vessels. The treasure of God is the greatest. We hold this treasure in earthen vessels because God comes to our humanity. He created us creatures, but he wants to transform us into being the sons and daughters of God. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.